Hey everyone, welcome back for season three of the Age Sister podcast. This season, we're going to keep exploring the issues around midlife and older women at work. So let's get started with today's guest. Hey everyone, today I'm talking with Claudia Aronowitz. Claudia is a whole person coach, and she and I had a great conversation around communication. We talked about having good connections and how that's related to your communication skills, some of the biggest sources of miscommunication, and she gave us some tips for communication for women at work. Enjoy. So welcome, Claudia. Thank you, Kate. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you all about communication. This is really such a huge topic. Um, I know it's a topic that's of interest to a lot of women that I know and probably to our listeners. So maybe we'll just start out. I always ask the same question of my guests. Maybe you can tell us about what brought you to doing the work that you're doing today. Maybe share with us your journey to this point. So um, it's a long journey, but it, I really started in public health and worked in that area for 25 years, and I really enjoyed it. I was someone that would bring in people to work together. Um, and then in 2010, I got breast cancer, and I was at home for two years, and was put on menopause, and life really changed for me, and I just needed a different life, and it's something, you know, no, not nine to five, and somebody says, you're really good with people, go to a coaching course, and I'm like, what's that? And, you know, 12 years later, this is what I've been doing for the past eight years full time. And I'm just fascinated about helping people learn about themselves, find their voice and know how to use it. And the area that I love the most is helping people create strong life connections and relationships. Work, home, to me, they're the same because it's between two different people. But helping you find control. What areas do you control? What are the things you can do differently? Because how the other person reacts, you don't control. And it's amazing to see how if one side changes, the whole relationship changes. Mm. And so I read about this on your website, this idea around having better connections to have better communication. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, because I think the most important part to understand is that all of us, 100% of human beings, sort of have our own truth. We make things up because what happens is you say something, but by the time I understand it, it passes all these filters in our minds unconsciously. And we have to do that in order to be able to make fast choices and many choices throughout the day. But we add, you know, what we heard with, uh, it makes us feel a certain well way which causes a biological reaction which makes us triggers which reminds me of my values and past experiences and different thoughts and then I hear whatever I need to hear and I make it that my perspective my own truth which can be very different to what the other person said and then you know if we can't communicate and understand each other we can't really connect because we're not listening to each other or we aren't able to express ourselves so in order to really be able to have strong relationships, we need to be able to express our perspective and our voice and somehow be able to listen to the other person's perspective and voice. And there's many tools in communication that we can use in order to help us and help the other side for that to happen. Mm. So do you think that those communication skills, I mean, we hear this all the time that women are different in terms of how they communicate. Do you think that's true that women are different communicators or do they have a different style? I like to say that everybody has a different style and we all have different needs. 
you know, I, there's this big saying that you should treat others as you should like to be treated. And I understand that in the sense of, you know, equality and, uh, you know, in general. But I think it's very wrong into one-on-one -on -one relationships because I can't treat you the way I want to be treated. I need to treat you and communicate with you the way you need to be communicated to and the way you need to be treated. So I like to say that we are all very different. I do think that women need you know, they need to communicate in the moment. They want to talk things more. They want to go more in depth than men. But I would like us to say more, what do I need as a person, as a woman, as Claudia, you know, as Kate, more than just as woman in general, because I work with men and women in general. We're all very different, and we need to understand what that means to us. That's so interesting, that idea that you need to communicate with someone in the way that they need to be communicated to. How do we know how they need to be communicated to? How do we figure that out? By knowing them, you know, if it's a close relationship, then it's, you know, a little bit by knowing them. I like to give the example of me and my husband have been together for many years, but for the first 10 years, we would argue about our birthdays because I would treat him like I want to be treated. And I like birthdays to be the queen of the days. That's the way I was grow up. I love birthdays. It has to be a big deal. In his family, birthdays don't really matter. And we would have this argument because I would prepare everything for him and communicate and be, and I would get nothing in return. But he wouldn't do anything for me until we finally understood I literally do nothing for his birthday and he's very happy. And I tell him exactly what I need for mine. So we learn to know about each other. But if it's in the workplace, you need to ask, to pay attention. You know, what works for them? If you're having a new boss, I know it's not common, but it actually is a really good question to ask. You know, so how do we, how do you like to be communicated? How would you like to know? Are you a person that needs details? Are you a person that needs this? And it's part of the conversation that we need to have. We just need to ask the person, you know, is this working for you or do you need something different? Mm -hmm. And do you think that that's changed now that so many people are working remotely? Are there any things that we need to think about when we're working, you know, from home and being on Zoom calls all day? Yes, I think one of the hardest things of working on Zoom all day is that we forget that there was chit chat and conversations in the walking to the meeting and having coffee and that those conversations were really important. You know, if we were walking to a meeting and you let me know that you were having a really bad morning or that something happened, then I knew that your face or whatever you were not participating in the meeting, it's not about me, is that you were having, you know, difficult circumstances. And in Zoom, I don't get that because we don't have a time to chit chat about, about it. And then we just walk in and figure out it's all about me or the other person when it's really just they're having a really rough morning or something is happening in their personal life. At the same time, I don't have time when we're walking outside. Well, what did you think about the meeting? Was that clear to you? Should we have it differently? So that has caused a lot of problems. And we need to create situations where we can have more of the um, not formal conversation. And companies are doing it in many different ways to create that. And I'm a little bit more worried about this hybrid new style that I think it's here to stay, in my opinion, because it does give us the best of both worlds, you know, going to the office just, you know, two days a week or whatever the company wants, and then being able to be at home for a long, for ourselves and the flexibility that we need. Mm -hmm. The problem that I'm going to see there is that we're going to communicate 
do we do it formally? Or is somebody going to pay attention that you were in the office, but I wasn't. So something was communicated by the way, you know, when we were having coffee and then the person that wasn't there didn't, didn't get the communication. So we have to be much more careful of what we're communicating and to whom in a very purposeful way, not thinking that by the way, they already know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. The other thing that comes up to me is this, not don't assume that the other person knows. Uh, you know, there's this saying that says, assumptions is you're making a, of you and me, um, because you re- we really are, and we assume so much more than we think. And the idea is, if you, something is not right, if you think the other person knows, I hear a lot of people saying, well, they should know. You know, we, we've been working together, and the, the other person should know. If that's what you're thinking, that means they don't. Go and clarify. What do they know? What do they need? What do I need from them? And I can keep on going and many more recommendations around that. But it's so important not to take communication for granted. It doesn't happen easily. Mm-hmm. Conflict happens much easier than good communication. Yeah, I think about all of those things that you're talking about and just that how much miscommunication we can have at work. Why do you think the workplace is such a, a big place to have miscommunication? It seems to be more so than in our personal life. I think it happens a lot because we're different personalities that we put together because we don't have the possibility to really um, get to know each other because sometimes we don't trust each other and because we're always on the run. So we just do things fast. We also have to prove ourselves. So we're not as easily going to be open and vulnerable because we protect each other much more, much faster. And that doesn't help to create connection. And I think that's one of the reasons that it happens more. Yeah, and I'm going to ask you a a similar question, but slightly different audience. I think about the women who listen to this podcast, a lot of women in midlife and beyond. And I wonder, are there differences in communication styles or approaches as women get older? Oh, yes. I I like to think of us, and I'm one of your um, target audience. Um, We're so much wiser with age. We're so much more mature. And I think that actually plays to our advantage. And when I say that is because we are more open to being who we really are. We're more open to knowing ourselves and knowing and asking for what we need than when we were younger. We're less inclined to put all, you know, how I feel is what others think of me, but to say, this is me and I don't care as much what others think about me. And I'm okay if others don't like me as much because I am Am I important too? And I really think that comes with age. And once you have that, then it's much easier, it becomes easier to ask for what you need. And I would invite our listeners to get to know yourself first, to understand what is it that you need from that work relationship or what are you asking for, and then to ask for it. And you will be surprised sometimes at the relationships and at the change that causes. But you first have to know what you want. You know, I have women that come to me and say, well, I want to feel more respected at work. I'm like, okay, that's a beautiful word, but what does that mean? Well, respect. Yes, but what does the other person need to do in order for you to feel respect? Oh, I don't know. Well, if you don't know, then you can't ask for it. And I think it's really important in communication and in connections to be able to ask for what we need, even if we don't get it. 
I was going to say, I have clients that come back and say, well, I had the conversation and I asked for what I need and they said no. And I go, great, what a wonderful conversation. And they look at me like, what? Well, at least you know where you stand. At least you did the work to understand yourself. You asked for it and now you have the information to know what you want to do next. Yeah, I'd love that. I love that idea of really thinking about what you need. It sounds to me it's along the lines of self-compassion that may be another thing that we should be thinking about as we get older is self-communication, that we should be making sure that we're asking ourselves the right questions and really digging deep in terms of that understanding. Do you think that that's right? I think it's totally right because, you know, sometimes you... it. I, I want to feel acknowledged is another one that I hear a lot. Okay, so what are you asking your colleagues for acknowledgement? That, you know, what is it? Because the definition of all these beautiful words are very different from, from each one of us. And I think with age comes the beauty of not being scared to accept all of us, the good and the bad and the imperfect, and communicate that and be able to show that more than we would have when we were 30. Mm. And that's something to feel very proud about and to really start asking ourselves, you know, what is it that I want the other side to understand? And also permits us to listen a little bit more to what the other side is saying without taking it personally. You know, I like to say, what is the 2% truth of what the other person's saying? Because this permits me to listen, to be more curious about what they were saying, knowing that I can disagree with them, that I only have to find what I believe resonates with me to really listen to them and I don't have to immediately react or answer back. I can really listen to find that what is that 2% truth that might be in what the other person just said. It's all such great information. I'm wondering if you can give us just a few quick actionable tips that women can take back to use in the workplace, use in their personal life. Yes, let me give you two as if we go, we go back to, you know, working remotely. Mm. Um, I like to say that there's different channels of communication and we need to be very aware of what those are. We're using a lot, you know, the text, the WhatsApp, the, whatever the company's using and, or email. That's a really good place to share brief information, to do summaries of meetings. It is a horrible place to have a discussion because we get triggered and we read it differently. And I have seen so many conflicts of what you wrote and the misinterpretations of what we wrote. If something is tri triggering us, or we think that whatever we're gonna say may trigger the other person or be emotional or you know wake up something, that's a conversation to be had on person on Zoom or a place where we can have a dialogue and not in a text or an email. And really be careful not to have those conversations over email. It doesn't work. It really, really doesn't work because I can't hear you. I can't ask questions for clarification. I can't understand what you're saying. So that would be one. The other one is I would like people to ask for more clarification. I really like to use, you know, I, I ask a lot of people, so let me make sure I understood you correctly. Is it what you're trying to tell me this and this and this? That's doing two things. One, it's putting it on me. I want to make sure I understood you correctly, but it also permits me to make sure that I'm not making assumptions. And you will be amazed how many times the other side will go, well, no, no, not exactly. That's not what I meant. 
And then that's a possibility to immediately clarify what we need or what we thought or how we're moving forward. And it can also be done the other way around. You know, I can ask you, I just want to make sure I explain myself correctly. What did you hear me say? So again, it's about me, but in a way where it permits clarification of what we're talking about, because we assume and misinterpret so easily because of the way our minds work. Mm. Such great tips. I'm sure that our listeners would probably love to come and find you and um, find out more about your work. Where would they do that? I would invite them to come to my website, which I'm sure um, it's, it's, it appears right there. And just to book a 30, 30 minute free session to chat about what they're going through, what they need, what they're looking for. And we can take it from there. And I have also a blog with a lot of information that they can just about all the tips I can think about in communication. That sounds great. We'll make sure to include that all in our show notes. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Age Sister podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review the episode on your favorite podcast app. We'll also be posting the show notes and any other important information at www.cardeahealthconsulting.com.